It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You did it. You're here. You're not allowed to record this video call. Recording is unavailable. It's very early in the morning and you're clicking it going, but why? And you do a very quick Google and it looks slightly above your pay grade. We got things to get on with. We got things to do. So guess what? The four people who have seen that really fun tweet we once put out with a video, not getting one of those this week, but you're getting a full ass hour long pod probably. Okay. Cause people are here. People are full of beans. People have done their hair. Well, their self drying hair will take care of itself before they go to work, but they have a tie on, they have a shirt on. They're looking nice and clean shaven. Christopher Anu says, welcome to the podcast, full of beans and ready to go. Wouldn't you say? Yep, you basically <laughs> said everything that I said before we press record. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of that. It's just good content. There's lots of free content uh, on the pod. Well, if I... people can put their hands in their pockets, Jeffrey, and come to the Patreon, they would <laughs> They would get all of that unrecorded content. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard that before. That's really fun. Yeah. Put your hands I in think... your pockets and come to the Patreon. Like, get off your fucking ass. And fucking contribute, for God's sake. Oh, that's really funny. But also... Don't just download our podcast for free and listen to it and then not talk to us about it. How rude, Jeffrey. It's so funny how, how quickly, if someone starts bothering me for money with one of these, I'm like, I've got loads of other podcasts that I just free love. Do not stress. Um, but also, to be accurate, if you came to our Patreon, which doesn't exist, you wouldn't get the unrecorded content because it's unrecorded. You'd have wow. to. <laughs> Thanks for explaining my joke. Sorry, babe. I just wanted to but, say. But what we don't know mm. is has our has our dear listener come back? We don't know if he's come back or not. Oh uh, yeah. We, we tried to lead him on with Henderson chat. We or her. In the show notes. I'm pretty sure we said his name in the show notes. Oh, did we? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't know if he's back. But no. if he is back, yeah. he should message. He should message me right now and say I'm back. Um, That's true. So if I don't get that message. It means he's not back. Ah, we will constantly try and strive and try and strive and try and strive to get (laughs) to get him back. We are triers, we are strivers, but are our listeners triers and strivers? Because if not, they might have bailed. So we might need to. We might need to. What we should do is, if we've got any new listeners, we should probably explain to them what the pod's about. Yes, because And and then we can try and strive and keep them. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a genuine thing, I think. Like, how long do you stay on a pod when you're, like, just swimming in a bunch of chat? Like, what? Like, how long can you just stay listening going, what are they actually... Are they going to get somewhere? Hopefully longer than three minutes. Hopefully longer than three minutes. And then just please give us another 30 seconds. I think I'm going to try this week to woo you. you are going to try. I think you are going to try. Let me woo you. The (laughs) Apple update will change the way my timer looks again. And I'll be confused as to how to make it run. Um, I'm going to really try and just not 
talk to them about how the recording is unavailable because that's all I can see. I've stayed on that. Let me get rid of that so I can see your can face. I There's close your face. that window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen. And, and to avoid spoilers, I've not opened the Google Doc either. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I've got okay. I've got. Have the, you written in the Google Doc? I have. Recorded, I have this week. I have. Um, do stay, dear listener. We're about to do a game. We're doing a game. Doing it's going to take me thirty game. seconds to keep you keep you here with us. Okay. Are you actually going to explain what the pod's about, or are you, <laughs> you going to go off on a rambling well, tangent? The thing is, you, I described how awake you've been. Mm-hmm. I'm not that awake. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I'm going to use... Oh, let me, let me take a swig out of my good old cheers mug. Here we go. As, as Jeffrey takes a swig, this is a morning record. Mm-hmm. We've done evening records. Mm-hmm. We've done hot lunchtime records. Oh, mate. We're, now going, we're now in a morning record where I've been up for... <laughs> Probably a couple of hours now. <laughs> like a kid on Christmas. This is crazy. I am. Hot, I am. For I'm not a, presents. <laughs> for, I mean, that hot lunchtime record, does that not feel seasons ago? Jeez, that was a seasons, time in our life. Great choice of words. Right? Okay, here we go. All right, your 30 seconds to explain to new listeners, Jeffrey, okay. and old ones if they've forgotten, yeah. what the pod is about starts now. Oh my god, it's so simple. Why are you so dense? It's just two people, okay? It's just recommendations. Like, get over yourself. Just listen to us do it. It's fine. It scores. We score things zero to five, okay? It's not out of ten. That's fine. I score a thing in anticipation, enjoyment, and afterwards, and my guy guesses it. It's as if we're a couple on a show, but we're not. We're just friends. And it's things we record to each other. Not record, recommend. I can speak. Let me speak. This is a podcast about things. Ah! Are you okay? Why did you get so angry? <laughs> At first I was doing Although, it. Have a... you ever considered cutting a promo? <laughs> <laughs> At first I was doing a bit, but then I misspoke and said record instead of recommend and I got legit angry. Um, but yeah. There's something before we dive into and we've got uh, as if we're I just may, moving I, on and that was really fine <laughs> like they understand that sorry dear listener it's me and my friend we recommend stuff to each other we score it out of five for um, you said all of those things enjoyment. you're really angry about <laughs> okay well maybe i just need to make reparations in this emotional sense and then afterwards we guess them and whoever's closer to the guesses wins the episode why did Let's you get a second go culture. at the 30 second game <laughs> I just I'm, I don't think it's a second go at the thirty second game. I think it's uh, the thirty second game is now its own thing, and then afterwards you need to hit a few of the bullet points because they still don't get it. But please do go on. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. Today. Oh boy! But we can get right but into it. We have to do one week that was, Jeffrey. Please, and I've got one odds and ends actually. Okay, week that was. Can you guess what the week that was was? Because one of our listeners even messaged me oh, with geez. a YouTube clip. Of what happened on Friday night Messaged in Denver, you the YouTube. Oh Jesus! Okay, you're talking about um, the writer strike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, right? Yes, we're talking about the writer strike where all these ex wrestlers, Hollywood actors, mm. have nothing to do, so they're coming back to wrestling mm. because they can't act or do films because mm. no one's writing for them mm. and no one's directing them, and they are technically part of the Actors Guild and whatnot. Mm. However. Mm. The Rock came back to wrestling. I think that was a big cultural touch point. Of the uh, listen, I was going to say even non non Graps fans like ourselves, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, would have been aware of. Yeah, because you were just mentioning the the numbers on the socials of how many people yeah. tuned in and engaged, and you said at a different time in your life you would be one of those who only tuned in for a clip like that. How did you How did you enjoy his appearance? I 
did a little gasp <laughs> and and then rooted for the guy he was shouting at. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, you did, because you're you're an actual th- fan now. Yeah, I'm an actual fan now. The but thing is... I just... Th- yeah, go on. This is where, because we do a lot of teasing each other when we try and watch lots of stuff about staying spoiler-free, this is where mm. staying spoiler-free comes in quite handy, let alone comes yeah. in quite handy. Pays off, rather, because yeah. you've got to really enjoy this and, to use one of our favourite terms, pop for the big moment, for the big reveal, for the music Although, hitting. Although, although they did, they did show their although, hand. Although you did show their hand, <laughs> but <laughs> at that point, it wasn't but a spoiler. By sending, me, by sending me loads of messages like he's in the area. Well, there was conjecture. <laughs> that that wasn't that wasn't quite a. You can't. It was out there anyway. I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> anyway, well, odds and ends. What's your odds and ends, Jeffrey? No, listen. To, to, put, to put a fine point on that, he has let us down for many years now. Because guess what? There wasn't a riot strike for many years, so your boy yeah. kept not coming back. So I was just getting excited and tempering the excitement. Like, oh, this is. Am I right? And he's got a film called Rampage himself. Does he? I think so. Something about. Mate, gorilla. Let's let's pitch a rock film and just tear it to fucking shreds. That guy's films suck. Should we just admit the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we just get to that and admit have you the ever truth? Wa- have you ever Fast and Furious? I've never Fast and Furious. Okay. <laughs> you are really watching to make sure I said that right. Because <laughs> I knew that I struggled to say it in the Apostrophe way that I Apostrophe D, everything's fine. Um, but yeah, let's get to some I think I watched today. the first Fast and Furious. Listen, we've already it. moved on, my friend. But the thing is... Yeah. I'm just trying to move on and you drag me back and then you're moving me on. This is a terrible start to the pod. Let's move on. It's one of the better starts to the podcast. Odds and ends (laughs) is just um, a friend of mine mentioned, oh, we have friends who listen to the podcast and give us feedback. That's really amusing and lovely. Um, That I didn't quite give enough love to Greenlight, the Lord song. And the second we stopped pressing recording last week, I thought, you know, enjoying my tangents, of course, blah, blah, blah. But like, there are a few things that like, just afterwards, I'm like, gosh darn, didn't talk enough about, like, I really liked um, your in-depth sort of thing, talking about the dryness of her vocal. Yep. That that sort of um, chat, I do have, uh, like, uh, questions, and I hope for more along those lines when it comes to reviewing some music today. But with that said, there was lots of story about how uh, it took me a while to, like, get into it and finally give it a chance that I didn't just get to shout out songs that I love enough, and Greenlight is definitely one of them. It's such a party. Yeah. It reminds me, just because we have these funny little connections now, week on week, it reminds me of St. Simon, because we were just talking about that breakdown bit, Yeah. and suddenly it goes from quite a dark song to, like, super party, and, like, you did it. It was really, there was resistance, but Lord is back in my listening for in a big way green light is just the best dark party banger to open an album it has one line that i just can't help it it makes me laugh hmm. and it's you know oh, i can't do my lord voice again i don't quite have the energy remind me how i do it we d- we drink the same drinks in different bars and uh <laughs> and that's really good thanks bro and it was just um that, that line just makes me laugh like don't we all Isn't it we order different drinks in the same bars Whatever one it is. Because <laughs> you got it wrong, can you just do it again, but with those lyrics? <laughs> we order, whatever it is, we order different drinks. Yeah, yeah different drinks. It doesn't drinks. make any sense. Well, it's just, don't we all, babe? Aren't we doing that at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> like, know, Greenlight is a banger, but it's one of those ones where, you know, your song by Elton John. Yes. Beautiful song. But you can tell someone wrote it and he put the music. Oh, to good old it. Because Bernie! There, there are yeah, because there are 
lyrics that don't have enough syllables for the melody that Elton John wanted to sing. Oh, one so of those. So he kind right. of just squeezes it in, yes. and it kind of does what it needs to do. Yeah, because like, Elton the first is the verse man. Kind of works. Uh, sorry, because Elton is the man in that way. He'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. I think Greenlight is very similar with some of those verses because oh, really? she kind of tries to squeeze those words in at different yeah. points. But anyway, we're not reviewing melodrama. No, we're not. But just I just had to shout it out because there's so many different moments on that album. Um, and it's funny because the, the way to review an album on this pod and to review anything is to go on these tangents. That's fine. But even just um, Hard Feeling slash Loveless, that melody was in my head. There's just lots of bangers on it with all the things I said. The, this friend texted me, convinced me. Because basically, if you want the thing that you just consumed reviewed and we happen to review it, and if your favourite song doesn't get mentioned, it's the equivalent of your football team not getting mentioned on your football pod. And you're like, hey, what about my we, thing? So I just wanted we, to shout I out don't watch this listener. Anymore, oh, bless you. Do you want to get into it? Let's not get into it. Let's talk about something that I find can very we, intriguing. Can we... Are we going to start with Always Sunny? Uh, start with whatever you, you want to start with, because I find I, I both think let's start with Always Sunny sure. and give ourselves time for High Violet. Okay, so that I can give you my two-line review and we can be done. That's not what it's going to be. Your man has notes <laughs> this week. So, okay, fair enough. So I watched um, The Antisocial Network, season seven, episode 12 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, starring Charlie Day, because I'm always just going <laughs> to stick with my guy. Um, it was a fun episode. It was about uh, the gang, so to speak, getting... Had you seen it before? Oh, is I this still had. in the future? I had. I had. You had seen it. I had seen it before, so it was a rewatch. But it's very interesting because right now in my watching, I was actually on episode two of season eight. So it's also relatively oh, okay. freshly consumed. But oh, okay. in my fresh recent consumption, it has all... I don't know how to ward this off sometimes. I'm sure you will understand what I mean. But it has gotten to that stage of it's all just a blur. Yeah. Nothing is standing out. And it's all fun. It's not in a... Uh, I'm really glad in a way that so you... So it's actually going back and watching it a good thing because it kind of... Yes, it helped yeah. it to stand out because I was like, oh yeah, some of these bits are funny. But like, I was almost watching it in a just get to the end and then put on another one. And I need mm. I need my stuff to, to get a chance to shine. So I'm glad you, you made me uh, watch this one again. So basically, more than I realize Now, here's what's going to... My review will hinge upon. Remind me what connection, because you mentioned it at the end of the last episode, <laughs> led you to recommending this again. You were telling me a story yeah, about sounds like me. being in a Chinese restaurant in mm, Harrow mm. um, called Noodle City. Shout yeah, out. Shout, shout out to out Noodle, City. Noodle City, where they bring you your food almost as you're ordering it. Oh, um, they're lovely people. <laughs> and... Um, you were telling me that you got shushed. Oh, and as boy, soon as you I. told me you got shushed, the only thing that popped into my head was this episode of Always Sunny. It's really so, funny because not and, only... And on, yeah. Go on. Well, just because we also reviewed The Social Dilemma not too long ago. So I see the name and the fact that we yeah. talked about The Social Network a bit and suddenly the episode starts and they get shushed and I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me and I forgot that that was the connection for a moment. So I just wanted to confirm that. But yeah. But no, but what, what was funny is that it's one of those episodes. I don't think I wouldn't say it's like in the top ten ever episodes of Always Sunny. Yeah. But it's it's definitely it's the season where Mac is larger. Oh, isn't he just <laughs> blessed? He's so than he funny. He is in any other season. For me, he's actually uh, the MVP of this episode. Really? He's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he's, this, yeah, so yeah. Um, do you want to give a little? Yeah, let me, let me, so they get, they're in this bar, it's like a gin bar, they're doing things in a different way, there's lots of social media going on, and yeah, for some reason I thought it would be a bit more of a straight-laced social media parody, but it's no, it's about the guy who shushes them, because they're being very yeah. loud, 
And I so, like, listen, obviously not to the sitcom, like, lengths of going to find the person, Hmm. because this was actually, like, a sweet lady who works at Noodle City who was just caring for her other two older customers. Hmm. But getting shushed is a thing. Like, what's going on? Am I some social pariah to get shushed? Um, and it's it's a crazy gesture that still happens out there in the wild. Am I actually a child? It reminded me of, like, in my uh, profession sometimes, working with kids here or there, I have done this, where I have heard a kerfuffle, for lack of a better term, and I have said oi. And every <laughs> now and again, I've been told, like, hey, maybe oi isn't the best word. And I'm like, oh, it's just like, it's almost like an instinctive sound that just leaps out of my oi. And it's like, shush, it's like, it's rude. But on the other hand, when things are on that level of energy, sometimes you don't have the wherewithal to be like, okay, everyone, let's calm down. So um, a shush is a real thing. It starts with them getting shushed in this new bar that is using lots of social media to advertise itself. And then the gang breaks off. You got um, Mac and D who go off to find the shusher via social media and they get lured into this catfish craziness um whereas charlie and dennis go back to the bar yep just chat a lot of shit i think yeah, that's it talk, think- talk they, they go to the bar to talk to the man because they know who this person is yeah he says he doesn't so they're like oh we'll get a picture we'll go and try and find a picture right so they go to a police station <laughs> and claim that they've been assaulted oh yes and that try and was get the policeman to draw a picture their police people are not happy about that and tell them to go away and don't give them the really good picture. So they have another idea, so they go get a caricature picture of the man in a doom buggy. Was that Peter <laughs> Dinklage? It looked like I Peter Dinklage, but that might be me doing a wrong thing. It looked Mind. so like him face-wise. But yeah, so they try and get the picture of the guy, they fail, and all the while Danny DeVito is, <laughs> uh, I'll just say his name, is just uh, taking uh, video footage of everyone and he's sort of hearing bits and bobs of the social media chat, a viral video chat. So he makes his own virus video. He then sends <laughs> yes. to all their Facebook friends. And it's funny because, you know, I still think of It's Always Sunny as a new and current and ongoing show. Hmm. The show is quite a few years ago now. So stuff like, oh, yeah. social media is a bit crazy. Facebook advertising is yeah. still a bit novel. because still I don't relevant. Think- <laughs> it's still relevant, but you wouldn't. I don't think you'd send it to your Facebook friends these days. I think there'd be other no, means. Um, it's crazy how things like that do age. But um, it was it was a it was a laugh right. I do have to say the placement of it in the season. Pardon me in making me go back and have a look at season seven. Yeah. Right afterwards, there's this episode where they all get stuck in a house. That might be my favorite episode. Just going. It's just stuck in a house. Yeah, the gang gets stuck in a house. Does this not ring a bell? No. The gang does a lot of things. Don't worry about it. I don't think the episode's called The Gang Gets Stuck in a House. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you you know what I mean, though? No, I I can't place it. Okay, so what happens is they are in a house and they're stuck. No, it's um, The Gang Gets Trapped. The gang's uh, plan to extract an artifact is jeopardized <gasps> oh, when yes, the owners yes, yes, return. Yes. Oh, that episode is great. Isn't it good? Isn't it good? So, <laughs> such a good episode. But I do, I do like that you didn't just give me like, hey, here's an all-timer. You just you gave me yeah. one that there was a connection for because it was like a low pressure, low stakes app, which I enjoyed. Um, hmm. It's just a lot of, I love the, it's just so, so dumb. It's so dumb. I figured out why I'm never going to quite give it fives. Which is, and I wrote it down as a sentence. It's a bit like ooh la la, chill the fuck out. But it it does bear true for me. I wonder what you think. Yeah. I love the actors, and I love some scenes they do, and I love some bits. And they clearly, this is the lifeblood of a comedy. They clearly crack each other up and make each other laugh. Yeah. I don't love the characters. 
I just don't. I like you're them. I don't <laughs> you're not meant to, but that's that's where yeah. I can't give fives. But like, I feel like it's a, a super fan. You but must you kind like of love them. Succession. No, um, no, no. Yes, I love. Like I love Succession. Oh my god, I love Succession, and, and I do. So you like the characters? I I love them. They're super super flawed, but. Uh, <laughs> They've got lots of upside too. I feel like it, there's a, it's, it's a very good question. I'm so glad you got that in there. Cause I just, I do think it's like, if you just show me the shitty parts in like a drama, <laughs> like I will sort of like do a lot of relating. Is it, and is it because one's a sitcom and one's a drama? Maybe, maybe. So that you, 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 you sit down to watch a drama yeah. and you, you take in their flaws in a yes. different way to when I'm going to this sitcom and I want to laugh and have fun. Yeah, but I kind of want to like the characters and well, yeah. And I was I was telling a, another friend who likes Friends about this that I just can't. It's ruined me, Friends for sitcoms. Mm. There is this cozy feeling in your in your rewatch of Friends, which I know you did what last year, maybe. Yeah, maybe just coming out of COVID. Did you actually like Ross? Oh, what a question! I probably I loved Ross. What are you talking about? He's... I just felt like a, re- a rewatch I did probably years four ago. years ago or something like yeah. that. I just remember, especially in some of the... Putting Ross on trial, se- I love this. Early to mid-seasons. He mm. comes across as really just oh, freaking early seasons. annoying. Early seasons, he is he is ruining the vibe. We're out here having fun, and then Ross just ruins everything. Yeah, but that's also, yeah. <laughs> that's also like, he's he's got such a different... Um, I can and imagine... In the whole- in the whole season three Rachel breakup, he's just an absolute. Oh, he's the bag. worst. He's the worst. Yeah, but um, he's got such a different comedic energy to the others in the game. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Ross and Rachel may or may not have been on a break. Oh, let's just go to that specific episode and debate that point. But it's always sunny. Season seven, episode twelve, Mac specifically. Just yeah. Don't know if it's the putting weight or the specific scenes he gave himself in this episode, but like, there's this scene where they end up at this black woman's house who is like this catfishing. <laughs> like mob boss of different yeah. catfish accounts who's also got like a husband who's like on life support in her flat <laughs> and there's just a lot going on and i just i did like um the slight like wink of the audience deconstructing the sitcom of like the second they got there and realized like this was going to be a long story they're like oh speed it up speed it up that was really <laughs> yes. funny to me that really made me laugh and mac doing it especially really made me laugh and when they go to uh, a department store looking for this guy, but Dylan actually Toback. Dylan Toback. You didn't just recently watch this, did you? It's just in your head like that. No, I, I watched it the other day. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Um, I, I sent you a tick. You did. You did send me a tick. Um, so they're in the department store looking and they come across because he had posted on social media that he'd be there, but then it was actually his ex-girlfriend there. And then she says something about posting photos. And then Max like, oh my God, that's so bad. Where? Where would you find these nude photos of you? <laughs> He's like, he does, he does nail that character. And yeah. um, he just really makes me laugh. And this one, Dennis getting super offended about the shush. He's the one who mostly, he's a very, Dennis is a funny little character, isn't he? He's just very yeah. uptight and annoyed by things often. And it's really, really fun. Um, yeah. And then it all comes around and Dylan Toback ends up coming to the bar at the end of the show. And they if lock him in. If that is his real name. If that is his real name. But it's this guy who looks very Ryan uh, Gosling to me with that chin. He's got the Ryan Gosling chin, I think. Really, he looks more um, handsome man. He looks oh, more, you've got another. You've got another name. Yeah, the guy. He's like a singer-songwriter. Oh, here we go. But he does a lot of acting as well. Josh Groban. He, that's the one. Get the fuck out. 
<laughs> it looks very Josh Groban to me. That's oh, mate. Uh, can I get a point for that? Can I, can I just another shout out for just another episode that plays on a joke throughout it? Mm. And the whole joke about taking a sign down to make the bar cool mm. is something that they notice about the gym bar without a sign. So then Charlie's oh, yes. obsessed with blowing the sign down for some reason. He goes, How did they blow it down? And he gets hooked on the blowing the sign down thing. <laughs> but then they do actually take the paddy sign down, which is the reason why those people find the bar yep. right at the end. Anyway, because yep. they're like, Oh, we see you don't have a sign. Is this bar? Is it an open or whatever? Yeah. And it's just kind of like a, a, a lover sort of an ongoing gag throughout. It's, and it's a funny gag. And to me, that is another one that's so like, that's so true. Like the hipsters are out here looking for the places where there isn't a sign and it, yeah, it would or attract. you have to go down some door. You have to knock on the door in a special way. To a get certain clientele would be attracted. Yeah, 100%. And then they made the uh, the video uh, Danny DeVito sort made. It was kind really, of really funny. bar my brother would go to. <laughs> Shout out to the hipsters. It's, but he will um, never hear me say that. So, he... <laughs> be warned. Stay on the train. Listen to the pod or the shade will start coming. Um yeah, so no, I just, ha- it's such a, it's, listen, it's such a romp, it's such an absurdist sitcom that just almost breaks the format, and that's the joy of it, and it's just these And you can, it's, it's probably, if Netflix, each other Netflix had a shuffle button, and I'm sure I've said this before, Yeah, at, having watched it all, you could just go to Always Sunny and just shuffle, and just an episode would come up, and it, it doesn't matter that much, and mm. you can just enjoy it, and it's good fun. Yeah, and I think... And even season 16 has now dropped on Netflix. Um, I think, yeah, see, that's, that's amazing that the, the into 16 for a real life uh you know sitcom as opposed to an animated sitcom i think you know stuff like fraser and cheers when 10 seasons they go 16 is amazing can well, i just say Fra- as a review and criti- coming back oh mate don't get me started on fraser coming back fair enough but like not bringing niles along not bringing any of the old crew along i don't know how i feel about it and he's like well that's what i did from cheers to to fraser i started new but niles your bro um anyway um See, all right, you'll meet him on The Simpsons. He will, which hopefully gets good again. Um, I'm still waiting in my in the great rewatch of 2023. I, Update, where are you? Oh, mate, I got so stuck after this Apu episode. It got so <laughs> shit again so quickly. Oh, I wanted to tell you because, you know, we were talking about like, hey, it's so funny. They'll highlight like the dumbest character. Literally the mm. next one after that Apu episode, a 10 minute rambling, not getting to the fucking point opening. And then guess who's the main character? Fucking Professor Frink. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find love and Marge trying to match him up. It's horrendous stuff. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But all that said, I need to acknowledge that as a critique, I'm very well aware that the It's Always Sunny fans are just done with me saying it. And I agree. It is not a critique to say over and over, but this show isn't friends. This show isn't supposed to be friends. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's a bad critique. I'm just saying how I feel when I watch a sitcom. For whatever reason, there's a dumb part of me that wants that. But I think I, now that I've said it again, on the second time, I'm going to be able to distance myself from that and just enjoy the show for what it is. I clearly need something else. You know, hint, hint for a future pitch. We need to figure mm. this out. I need something to fill that hole, clearly. Mm. But once that hole is filled, um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, um, this is a good uh, <laughs> show for what it is. And the part of the charm is that it dispenses with the trying to get you to love them. Mm. I mean, it's just fucking craziness. It's just chaos. And if you can't love the the premise, the the jokes, the fucking, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really fun. And I've got some scores for you if you're ready. Yeah, um, I was I was just going to say that mm. season sixteen dropped, um, and if I remember, I think it was I think season fifteen, literally is probably one of the first seasons where they took a tangent mid season and and did like three or four episodes in Ireland. 
mm. as part of it. And it was almost like an ongoing story, but not kind of an ongoing story type thing. Mm. Um, but season 16 came back with just classic Always bangers. Sunny episodes. Mm. Um, yeah, bangers. And I always find it funny. I appreciate a new season of Always Sunny once I've watched it a few times. Because yes. I get so... I don't know if it's the same with you, but... You've literally episode, mentioned this on the pod about being overly... I? Yeah, I think excited so. Excited about... <laughs> yeah, and then feeling like, am I a bit let down? And then later you'll be like, oh no, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fantastic. But I, I, would, I would say, yeah, season 16 dropped on Netflix. And But they do a weird thing with the episode numbers. There's only eight episodes in this season. And then when I scroll through, sometimes there's 12, sometimes there's 10, and there's eight, and then there's 10. And oh, they just do... Guys. And I'm like, just... Give me 10. I felt really annoyed because I watched episode eight when it aired and yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, is that it? And then I looked, I was like, oh, that's just it. The season's over now. I was like, oh, I was looking forward to, had, I had two more ready. I was like kind of Oh, Yeah, come on. Say. Don't give us a limited run when it's already a limited run. You're limiting the <laughs> limit. Come on. Um, yeah. But I do anyway, find that's yeah. really good. That's always, don't you find that even like favorite band music for a new album, you're like, yeah. Eh. Ooh. This is yeah. If anything, it's making me want to go back to the old stuff. Then eventually, it figures into the pantheon, your inner personal pantheon, and makes sense. So I really like that. It's always sunny is one of those examples for you, where the new stuff just takes you a hot minute. But it was not new for me. It was recently fresh. Will that impact the scores? You didn't know this going in. I have a feeling you can't go. This might be a nice little um, mastermind, but like, you can't be too far off. You've you've done this show before. You know oh, roughly based where on I your stand. Review, mm. Based on your review. Think I've either nailed it, yeah, or I've got the, the right alternative. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like I think okay. I'm either bang on or one off. Is okay, my guess. let's see, let's see. So going in, mm-hmm. I had a three in anticipation. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, a four in enjoyment. I see. <laughs> and then a four in retrospect. His first perfect score in quite a while, Boom. ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. Yes. Let's go. Yes, 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 yes. And next week, you've got the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine if we did just keep doing the same reviews. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been there's In my been head, I'm feeling like for things like that, I feel like we can get away with one each season or something. Oh, for real, for real. <laughs> because 100%. then the new listeners gets to hear our, some of our comments about Always Sunny. Ah, but what we should be able to do is reference the previous episode where we did Always Sunny and like shout out that episode number. We should, we should listen. be on top of it to that degree. But I, I do want to say... want to know what we've, if they want to know what we've previously looked at, all of our scores and picks and... Ah, yes, please. ...available on the website, cccappraisalhour.show. Dot show, ladies and gentlemen, dot show. <laughs> But I do feel like, can we can we actually articulate it? Like, what is the resistance I have or, like, my journey with It's Always Sunny? Do, do you think there is a future where I become as much of a super fan as you? Do I think I, do we think I'm just going to stay a casual fan? I, I, I think if you're not, you're eight seasons in, and if you're not... I'm enjoying it, but I'm bo- not... If you're not as on board as I yeah. was and just kept on going, yeah. I feel then probably not you'll f- ever be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. But may, um, may, may, maybe later because it, it it just it just tickled a box for me that I just thinks I just think it's really funny. Oh, that's really that, I'm not sure the listener would appreciate. That's some good what? stuff right there because we do a lot of in our WhatsApp chats to let each other know we've finished consuming stuff. That we do a lot of ticking of boxes, and he just said tickled a box. I'm not sure even he was aware of the wordplay that was going on there. That was fantastic <laughs> stuff. So speaking of tickling boxes and ticking boxes, your boy sent me High Violet by the National tick. Times six, six lines worth of the album title and a tick next to it. And I replied GTFO because six listens is a lot. And I feel like he might have gotten there, but 
was he was he trolling me is this the the beginning of the double bluff all our pre-pod chat at this point is viewed like it's like managers chatting shit at the press conference before a football game i'm so sorry for the second football reference but um at this point you do you do have to have that uh cynicism but uh to, to let that go for a moment i'm excited that you might have listened to an album this much tell me about it high violet by the national did you actually let's start off with this did you or did you not listen to it six times in a row I don't know. It could be some sort of hexagonal bluff out here. <laughs> I can't take a hexagonal bluff at this time of the morning. It'll break my brain. <laughs> um, I just, I think, before I start, please. Um, it shows this. This is this album is the perfect example mm. of what multiple listens can do Ooh. to a person's opinion of albums, songs or whatever, which is why if you listen to the radio and you hear that same bloody single six or seven times, you just it just seeps into your brain and mm. before you know it, you're humming melodies and doing whatever. Mm. Um, because I, I genuinely think that if we were reviewing this after, say, three listens rather than possibly six, maybe a few songs more, mm. I don't know, um, mm. then my review would be completely different. Completely different. Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I hear that. I, 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 I feel that I don't know that those last these last couple of listens and yes, yeah. there's, there's been about six. I've listened to it. Nice commuting on a train. Mm. I made my partner listen to it on a drive back from Greenwich the other day. I listened to it while making dinner. Oof. I listened to it while going for a walk. All I the did, different I, I kind of, Oh mate! Yesterday I listened to it while doing some work. Yeah, <laughs> just because I was working from home, yeah. I put it on again. And then I think yesterday is when a lot of bits clicked and that was yes. yesterday that's crazy so it, it's just it's just really and i think such a difference it, maker think, yeah and i think i think the national are that kind of band mm, mm. where if you just listen to a couple of songs you'd be like it's a national song in it it's got that it's that it's got that guy with that deep voice being yep. really sad uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing whatever he's doing um but if you want yes we could do a track by track no it's way a track by track we, we could do a track by track some right. with more words than others sure and, and you can get you can get my feels if you, okay if you yeah let's get if, your if, feels if the listener's let's ready for it. it i don't know if, if the listener's, listener's ready, not ready but... for it what we could do is we could do a separate pod where we chop out and show clips of songs and we cut <laughs> it back in like the melodrama pod <laughs> yeah exactly right no no no. let's just we'll, we'll, we'll keep it snappy but oh and by the way to open this up at some point, mm. and then we could maybe include it on the pod in an odds and ends way. But I was super stressed straight after pitching it. Pitching straight after pitching it, I was super stressed when you sent me the different versions on Apple because oh. you were stressed, right? It's special edition, deluxe edition, blah blah. And I was like, Vandalal Crybaby fucking album. has to end the <laughs> album, and I, and I was like, make a separate playlist just so it ends, blah blah blah. And so I was very, um, you know, stuck on that point afterwards in my own oh let me go check it out again i'm like i can do the deluxe because i'm chilling mm. and i've listened to this album far enough times over the years um the bonus tracks come in and it was just a few songs live and a few uh, b-sides or whatever they were fucking good stuff actually and i was like this is fun this is almost like new new songs but then one specific version as and this is a lead into you discussing your take on the song the open a terrible love but that's one specific thing they have on the bonus the uh, deluxe version of the album which is an alternate version of that song terrible love and i was listening Ooh. to it and it's so crazy how the melody is exactly the same but everything around it is just slightly different and i really need your actual producer ears to sort of help me and i've only listened to it the once yesterday and i was just like why is this so different and like i can see in different moods if i was like I've done a lot of reading about this band. There's a lot of like brotherly. It's two sets of brothers. The bassist. Is it like videotape? 
Oh, videotape is a very controversial one for your boy and I over the years, the different versions. <laughs> um, but uh, Brian and Radiohead Scott... Radiohead bingo card, by the way. Radiohead bingo card, tick. Um, Brian and Scott are the drummer and uh, bassist, and Aaron and Bryce are the two guitarists. There's two sets of brothers. There's lots of brotherly arguments behind the scenes, sorting out track listing and just being a band, mm. and they're very, you know, my favourite sort of shit, right? Um, but specifically, when listening to that, I was like, if I was part of the room deciding which version... I found both so fun. So I, at some point, remind me, I need your producer ears to help me understand the differences. But Terrible Love, how did you find the opener? And we'll get into our track by track now. Um, first line of my notes, classic album opener. Oh, he is. <laughs> it really is, you know. He walks yeah. with spiders. And, and um, I've, yeah, I am going to eat. I typed these notes in an email and emailed them to myself because I was on a different computer. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. But, um, so I will forward it to you so you can see exactly that I am reading it word for word. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've, for me, when I first started to listen to it, I was like, this sounds like that song that they open with at a gig mm. that builds in a very Bonnie Vare Perth way. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. kind of how I wrote, I wrote it. That's a great Because I, yeah. I think one of the gigs I went to, they started with that. And you can you almost feel the audience getting really excited as it starts to build. And for me, yes. I don't know if they've ever opened with this song. For sure. I'll be, for sh- sure. I'll be shocked if they hadn't. Because yeah as it starts to build and then 90 seconds in, it sort of kicks in. Yeah. And I just felt like it was a classic album opener, ticked all the album opener boxes. It's now after many listens, it's just seeped into my brain mm. and it's sort of, is familiar to me. Yes. And I was really enjoying it on that last listen. Sort oh, of thing. awesome. But awesome. yeah, it, um, I really, by the so- way, can I just say yeah. Perth? Yes. I think that might've been the same Bonnie Vare gig we both uh, attended because that was when that was the album was touring at Hammersmith. Yeah. yeah. Uh, starting yeah. with Perth, starting with Terrible Love. That is such a similar... A fantastic shout. Then you get into Sorrow. What are we making of Sorrow? This this was on the back foot from the start because the song's called Sorrow. Yes, it is. And then the first word he sings is Sorrow. Sorrow found then, me when I was young. Yeah. And yep. I was just like, ah, oh, that's, a, that's you, you're losing me from the start. <laughs> I, I don't know what, when 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 people have like song titles and then they just say the song title a lot in the song. It's different to what I said about the Shins, where they just it's a throwaway lyric and then that becomes the album title. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I was it's literally like gonna Easter say egg. that's funny that one but, of those but is when so it's the song thing. title and he just keeps singing about sorrow and he says sorrow a lot. I'm like, yeah. you're on the back foot here. Okay. Um, but it's fine. Um, and this is, this is where I said my comment earlier. I said, if someone played this to me, I'd be like, yeah, that's the national, right? It's got a good vibe. It's kind of nationally. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where I left it with there. Now, um, before you move on, I do have to say this is a really interesting one in the sense of, okay, so if it's a bit of a paint by numbers national track, and it's just mm. saying the word sorrow a lot, um, but there's like, there is depth there. There's melody, there's hook, there's cool yeah, instrumentation. Yeah, great vibe. It's, sure, it's sure, sure. But this is a really interesting one in the sense of they did this art exhibition. I sent you um, a video about it. I hope you haven't watched it because basically it's just like a little compilation of for an art exhibition, mm. they played this song, only this song, over and over again for six hours straight. And then they put out Jesus a special edition Christ. vinyl of like six vinyls of just the performances of this song. And it actually makes it better that it's not like one of their crazier songs. It's just like a pretty standard national song. Um, but they'll occasionally do cool, uh, just weird shit like wow. that. And this video just shows how... Did like, you go to this thing? <laughs> I did. I didn't. It was. I think it was in the. You would New have York. sat there for six hours. I would have. No, I would have gone in there for a few of them. But like, imagine the difference between playing it for the first time and playing it the last time. Like, it's a fully different song by the end. I'm sure. Just, it's a really. That's one of those like here or there. This band will do things that is like they're just the band. Like this is the stuff where like they're ticking all the different boxes. They've just put on their own festival called Homecoming in Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's the, this is stuff that right now they're they're the band. Um, Please go on with anyone's ghost. 
Um, I didn't write a lot about this one, sorry. Okay, that's um, fine. I said, now this is a fun little jam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Two minutes 54, said, to be fair, in terms of the little. Yeah, and it, it kind of, it, it, it gets you moving. It's got like a nice little groove. I can't actually, I think I can remember how it goes. I don't um, want to be. Yeah, that's the one. Anyone goes. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, and I've written it's nice little sing-along chorus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that. Um, and then Little Faith. Yes. I've I've written, listen to that beautiful, low, sullen voice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've written quite a lot about this. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I know this one and then this one. When I listened um, just the other day, the, the bass line coming in with the vocal at the beginning is very like, oof, this is a nice different vibe to start. Do, 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 it's do, arpeggy, do, 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 do. Arpeggi, okay. It's okay. arpeggi. Tell me about another arpeggis. radio song. So it's got this, it's got, um, it starts, it's got like a slow vibe, mm. with, but it's got this quick percussive light drums in the background. Mm. Um, with, and it's, it's got like this contrast in arpeggi with like the guitars, um, which uh, arpeggi is basically sort of um, chords, but notes played singular mm. over and over again in sort of up and down directions. Mm. Um, so in, I've written in a radioheady kind of way, so can't go wrong. So I was enjoying it. Love that. Um, uh, and then, and when it when it gets to the breakdown bit where you're singing the the line about Radio City and ju- yes. just the guitars are arpeggiating away, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. again was very Radiohead arpeggi to me. And yeah. it, but it was good, and not enough people do that sort of stuff. And it was good fun. Yeah. Um, I really liked the song on my last listen nice. in a really obvious Radioheady way. Yeah. Um, and it's got. Um, it's got it's got um, staccato bass strings in the background, nice. so sort of like um, sort of like ah, nice stuff nice, going nice. on as well. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's, there's really nice strings in the background. It, overall, it's, it's it's one of my favorite songs. In the album nice, right nice. Listening back, and for the uninitiated, yeah, if you're getting three Radiohead mentions in one song recap, that's that translates to love. Okay, that just that, that's just nah, what it, it is. just translates to ah, uh, they're ticking my boxes. Yeah, exactly. Tick a lot of boxes today, that's, Jeff already. That's love. Um, afraid, afraid of, of everyone. everyone. Good old Chuggy Chuggy is <laughs> what I've written down. Um, and it's got like I'm a so glad you're listening vibe. to this podcast where we're reading back emails to ourselves with lines like good old Chuggy Chuggy. Uh, with like good old four to the f- four to the floor sort of drums. Um, but with like cool little guitar thrills and tom thrills throughout it. Yes. Um, and he's singing about not having the drugs to sort it out. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a everyone. good song. I, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think my... Um, review does it credit but it's another just, one of the just to throw this out on my re-listen i did think um there's a really fun uh, uh letterman performance of this where sufjan stevens is on backing vocals he's done a, a lot of work with the band at different times they are like it's a funny analogy but they are like the indie rock version of the band mm. from the last waltz in the sense of like they have so many different connections whether it's to bonnie ver taylor swift sufjan phoebe bridges yeah. blah 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 and with that said if you remember what old school rock and roll used to be mm. it's masculine it's macho it's like flaunting yourself it's a bit show-offy to me it's just quite indicative if you like try and just take yourself out of a time machine from the 70s and fucking mm. led zeppelin and put yourself here there's this like sad maudlin electric rocker called afraid of everyone and the lead singer is just singing about being afraid of everyone and having anxiety it's just really interesting when did to this me. album come out by the way uh, great question it is a 2010 album Oh, okay. Yeah. Letterman was still around in 2010? He was. He was still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. and when just, you sent me that that clip, mm. I was just like, oh, maybe it's just because you sent me a grainy YouTube It's very grainy. Over. It's grainy as yeah, fuck, yeah. that specific video. But yeah, it's just funny. That one sticks out to me. It's just uh, there's certain old schoolers who's like, afraid of everyone. What are we even doing here? But like, that's, that's yeah. some of our um, open heart, wounded, serious 
sincere boy indie that we love um and that's what the national do and speaking of what about what many people consider the lead sort of single of this album blood buzz ohio what did you make of that so i didn't know it was okay when i listened to it sure but on my first listen this song saved the album because I, 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 what again, a journey you've where, been on what a journey <laughs> <laughs> well this is where multiple listens help yes and yes and if you have time to put into an album you're mm. rewarded is is kind of something i'll say that's that's uh, i think the, the lesson this, of this episode this, this, song, this song saved me on that first listen because when i wasn't feeling yep. it right away yep. or maybe if i wasn't in the mood for the national because we've talked about being in the mood for albums of course of course thing um this this song like basically grabbed my hand and said don't worry i'm gonna help you out here and yep. this song pretty much did it it was the first song that i screenshotted on my phone nice. so as i was oh. listening to it i think i was walking i was walking doing commuting through london or mm. whatever and i was walking mm. around and then i sort of just screen when this song was playing i was like screenshot that one i want to remember that one nice so that's it. um don't ask me what the song's about no um i won't <laughs> because me and lyrics we don't quite get on no you do um, but, but i have a comment about the mm. national lyrics and i've said that i'm going to come on to that later <laughs> I, I, I love what you've said in terms of um, it's almost like that might be the job of a single sometimes an album is a lot it's just a blur of new music if one doesn't take yeah. you a bit more by the hand mm. like it really is depending on like for whatever benefit of the doubt can you like try this three or four times to listen like I ain't got time for that sometimes <laughs> like so yeah, yeah. to have a song that does sort of save you in that way uh, fair play yeah. I'm really glad okay so do you know and, which and it's Go on, and it, go on. And it, so so it, it ticks all the boxes in that, but it even has this little musical in, interlude, which mm. was, which is, it was actually kind of like a metal technique. Oh. And ha, bear with me here, yeah, yeah, because because cool. everything every, there's a point in the before it before it kicks into almost what would be a guitar solo, mm. but it's almost like a musical interlude. Mm. Everything stops, and then there's like a little. Um, old school sort of metal build up of like a jing 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 and then everything comes in i was like wow i don't you don't hear that on alternative indie type rocks type stuff and i was like i just found that just sort of stuck in my head and then and it and that was i only noticed that really on the listen yesterday yeah um where i was like oh yeah this is that song i like woo blood buzz ohio yeah awesome awesome i was taken somewhere on a swarm of bees or whatever um and and this and lemon world yes. are sort of the anchor in the album for yes me. yes i mean so they're lemon right world smack and, dab in the middle yeah yeah and they're, they're next to each other mm. and i was like having blood buzz ohio and then lemon world i was like oh, okay we're cool we're this cool. is my Sounds anchor fine. this is i know yeah, where i am yeah, yeah this yeah. is keeping me going especially on that first listen was there any of that um, sorrow stuff of um him hitting I, I guess he doesn't open with lemon world but it's a really it's all it's almost like a funny a chorus of you and your sister live in a lemon world do 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 that's the chorus lovely song catchy chorus yeah listen okay good i'm glad i'm glad um but a bit see my pet peeve about the whole song title yeah yeah love it it's right at the start of the song that's the only time it reminds me time it really kind of annoys me i don't know if there's another one like that there's definitely another one shout out to a mutual friend of ours who he's just got a really funny bit about poets when they do that when they're yeah. like, here's my poem. It's called, One Day I Will Be a Frog. <clears throat> One Day I Will Be a Frog. It's just, it's a very well observed. But it is that. I yeah. don't know why. It's just, it's just, it's just there, 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 are some, there are other songs out there. I'm going to start just sending them to you when yeah, I yeah. find them. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah. You just at and least. Like, imagine if Lord just started like. Green Light. With, there, were, 
there was a green light yeah. <laughs> in my room. There's something very um, particular where you just need to give me a few lines to get there. Don't start yeah, off yeah. with the same line as the title. That's, su- that's super interesting. Okay, okay, okay. But Lemon World is a whole vibe. It's probably, yeah. for me, the most lyrically, like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on here, even though there's a lot of that going on. But mm. I, I couldn't even... There's a lot of them where, especially on re-listens, you know, classic, mm. like we've spoken about it with the shins and other things where it's quite abstract lyrics where you get to bring your own meaning to it. There's a mm. load of them where I do that quite naturally. With you and your sister live in a lemon world, I get quite like, no idea, mate. But it's it's a really nice world they paint and it's a very, it's, mm. for some reason, it's a very shimmery song to me. It's very shimmery. Mm. Then we've got Runaway. Do we? Fuck off. <laughs> I don't have any notes for that song. Oh, that's okay. Shit. That's I've, okay. Sk- I've gone straight to... Conversation 16. Terrible love. Terrible love was the opener. We super. Oh, opened. I just written that. I've written. Uh, okay. Catch Run yourself. Re- we're rereading emails to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. You got. You got to give us a chance. Here we go. Run away uh, track. No, eight. my phone was being it? weird yesterday, and it just kept showing the same song at the top. Even oh, the I tracks see. Were oh, I see. Okay, and um, I might be right, but I've written that it's a lovely gear shift from the previous two songs. There you go. That is correct. And That's... I especially love the proper use. Of oh. brass instruments, Jeffrey. Wow. <laughs> who are we atting right now? Who who is You know you... who I'm atting. I actually You brought it up the other day. Oh, it's not coming to me. Who's not using brass? Um, was I had a go at them? No, you were telling me that it was a beautiful way to play a solo for a oh. song just repeat the melody. <laughs> Listen, you got your shins and your Neil Young. I don't know how we can argue, but okay, yeah. Um so they do a, no, a it, whole thing. It's it's a Beautiful ballad yep. with wonderful brass, sort of just slowly just playing these lovely chords in the background mm-hmm. and sort of coming in and increasing and decreasing in volumes throughout it. It's a lovely beautiful. song. Love that. Um, I've lumped Conversation 16 and England together mm-hmm. because... Um, actually, no. Conversation 16, I've gone, nice song, but I've gotten national fatigue by this point. Okay. It's uh, kind of how I've written... That's my note. Yeah. And England I've written is actually not really my jam. I've oh, really? really? That's probably yeah. my standout. Again, it, Really? A fucking England bangs, bro. England's so good. And again, I've written it might just be National Fatigue by that point. Yeah, yeah. I think those two songs, their placement on the album, by the time I've got there, I'm like, I'm a little bit nationaled out now. Yeah, yeah. And they're kind of just, they're not upbeat, they're not ballady, they kind of sit in that sort of, probably similar line to some of the earlier songs. Yeah. Like Sorrow or something like that. When you're using this this terminology, it is really interesting because they're not upbeat, they're not ballady, but there is something, you know, post even six lessons where you get used to the songs enough <laughs> where it's like dung 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 the way england starts i fucking lose it when i'm listening i'm like fuck yes we did it we're at england like it does become that song i can't even explain it and then mm. the you must be somewhere in london you must be loving your life in the rain um mm. chorus refrain always feels like it's it's speaking to a, an english fan of the national they're a very also they're a specific band where once you start getting into them enough this is like that other level of like oh i'm actually gonna become a fan um where like you start watching different live performances and the way that some of these come to life right it's yeah. like even though they're maudlin and somber they're so fucking maudlin high energy and somber that yeah that's what they are they are but <laughs> so like okay so that evokes like but, no, but i don't mean that in a bad way no no but i need another word for it because it's not like so as much as i also love this vibe it's not leonard cohen in a rain jacket with his acoustic songs as much as it is maudlin and so somber it's fucking adrenalized and energetic yeah. and frantic still and post pop punk whatever you like not pop punk post punk do you rocky. were you listening to them at the time 
Like, um, were you, when did, when did your national Yeah, so this, fandom? so the reason, you know, last week when I was freaking out about how to pitch you and I wanted yeah. to recount the fake plastic tree story and just like, I've only gone most recent album or first album. I think after a bit of a chat, I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the album where this is my falling in love with the band. So Boxer had come out just before. It was sort of when they finally got like a bigger audience and after quitting graphic design jobs in their like late 20s, early 30s, Boxer mm. was sort of the record, their third one, just before this one, that um, made them like, oh shit, we might actually be able to make a living out of this, yes. And yeah. then, so this one was almost like their first, like, oh, actually we're a band now, we play festival slots, we can do tours. Mm. So it's almost like their first um, band uh, album as a uh, their it's their first album as a band with their head above water, just surviving as a band properly, getting so to focus to on their music. Came out, I did, right. yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Fair. Yeah, it's pretty way back now. Jesus Christ, isn't yeah, it? Jeez. Jeez, the wind. Calm down. Um, it was like, what, like 13 years ago? So basically, me so take... we're old. We are very old. No, because I, I was wondering whether it's an age thing. And I know this is going to sound really... No, yeah. When you're younger, it might be a bit too down. Yeah. Yeah, but like being a miserable... <laughs> man having a midlife crisis so it's a very good point i feel like it's 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 slotting in perfect for me right now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well it's interesting a... um they uh, have started using this term it's it's a very good thing some bands do which is good where when something gets used to sort of like affectionately make fun of you uh co-opt it lean into it make merch out of it so they've been called sad dad rock and they have now started using that on their merch <sighs> yeah i know right and it's um or like even um yeah and there was something about on, on the, the same one you mentioned earlier for Terrible Love, on the Bon Iver tip, I think even at that young age, I was ready for the melancholy, the melancholy rockers. But it's it definitely, it definitely I mean, works we've with been that listening to, We've been listening to... Sad-ass shit. Yeah. Depressing songwriters and Radiohead. The, nas- the National come in, they're like a ray of light and sunshine. Exactly, um, right? So I had to nick the now, mic off you for England, I'm sorry. But to come back for... Are we going to come back to, to me giving the mic for you, Fandalar Crybaby Geeks? Yeah, I've just written one word. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've, I've, I've written like a paragraph of literally a question I need to ask you. Please. Um, so I'd love your opinion on this type of songwriting. Mm. You can say so much. Wait, that. Oh, sorry. You can say so much and provoke emotions and vibes, but have the simplest of lyrics. Oh, is kind of what I've, I've written. Yes. And we've talked about lyricists on here. We have we've talked about people who are like wordsmiths yes. and can use crazy words and have really complex verses that still get emotion across and you're like wow yep. what a freaking poet and whatnot yes but yet you don't always need that mm. so it's i know i probably know what your obvious answer is going to be but mm. did you notice that do you notice that and do you have an opinion of which one you prefer Oof. so i'm just kind of i'm just running out there because i i because i think for some of them i was like what did he say and i'd look up look up the lyrics and i look at them and i go well basically he's got like six lines in this entire song and they just kind of yeah. repeat or kind of come in at different times and i'm like oh they're just they're just really like if you went to his notebook to like find all the lyrics he'd wrote it'd be like on four pages yeah i just i just find it really interesting because yeah the songs are really good yeah beautiful and in, in in their simplicity but yet You've got the music and the vibe that provokes the emotions rather than the lyrics coming across. And it's just, a, it's something I never, I get so caught up when I've tried to write stuff mm. of trying to be too clever with mm-hmm. the music production or the musicianship yep. where actually if you take the latest Miley Cyrus song, which is an absolute banger, it's just got four chords. Right, right, and right. It's just, and it's just a really simple song with a great melody and some really heartfelt lyrics. Yeah. Um, and then you can, and then the other side, when I try and write songs, I try and be overly clever mm-hmm. with what I'm doing mm-hmm. when actually I just need to get just a couple of really just simple words on a page. Mm. Anyway, I asked a question somewhere in there. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <I just> did... <laughs> no, it's so interesting. We could, you know, I'm glad we can end the 
the pod doing what we do best, which is, you know, opening like the biggest subject and then like in a rush, <laughs> sort of doing a few bullet points and getting out there. Because I could talk about this for literally hours. Well, we could come to... back and talk about it in more detail. Yeah, exactly. But, just... but to touch on it, yeah, this specific one is such a good example because like, because it's a bit more of an austere song with less arrangement and instrumentation going on, like you really hear the lyrics more than usual. Yeah. And... I was thinking about. Oh, I think it, it was a, it was like almost a trend throughout the whole album. I noticed. Yes, that his songwriting style was very sure, sure, couple sure. Of lines, verse, chorus, and just really simple. Sure, not, yeah. Simple, simple words is a bit unfair. No, no, no. Way I see what you're and saying. Just not a lot. He yeah, doesn't, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I like, like that. I verses, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like what restrained. Um, yeah. A bit more like we'll keep refraining. <laughs> rather yeah. than you know overspill of words and trust me he has the ability to go the other way and on later albums there's ones that when you speak about like you know a few pages mm. of a notebook there's this one that i was looking at on, on the on the lyric site genius yesterday and the way that i kept scrolling and i was like motherfucker um they've got a new they've got a new um album out that actually came out yesterday it's a surprise album mm. albums never come out on a monday these days and it's called laugh track they had an album earlier this yeah, exactly. They had an album out earlier this year called First Two Pages of Frankenstein, and they were basically teasing that they had a sort of Kid A amnesiac thing going on with too much material. And so they got yeah. to release this one, and there was a new song, and it was just lyrics endless. So he can do the opposite. But yeah, when you are restrained, um, there is so much power in that. And I do agree. And when you say which do you prefer, it's definitely apples and oranges. Sometimes I like one, yeah. sometimes I like the other. And it definitely is also like, you know, what singer or songwriter does it suit? So like, I think a, a one that you can always come back to is like, Tangled Up in Blue by Bob Dylan. You're not spending that song going like, all right, mate, calm down. Let's just have a few less words here. Like, it depends on the song, right? <laughs> He's telling vibe. a story. He's telling a story. It's different. Um, but for Vandalil, like, I think the, the thing that stands out to me for that one, I was thinking this one, re-listening to the album, it's like, I don't really think of Matt Berninger as a singer, but like he's not not singing, but it's almost like he's mm. more of like a, a melody machine and he melds with, he comes up with melodies that almost like, you can't you can't that you can't then divorce it from the instrumentation it's like they were already there waiting to be found and he finds them and it's just so part of the song and for me the big comparison is actually because like last week you're like oh i'm up for the baritone but father john misty for me the comparison has always been um rem because rem are a big okay. like same group of guys always talky singy well, not even the talky singy even though there is that too but the sense of like you got the band who are just always generating material and then you've got the guy who just does vocals and melodies. He's not in the, he's like moving stuff yeah. around in the music. Do you know what I mean? But he's the singer and he's shaping the songs in that way. But specifically, I really like how now we can cap off by saying Terrible Love is a show opener, not just an album opener. Mandalore yeah. Cry Baby Geeks is a show closer, not just an album closer. Mm. And they yeah. do this thing in a lot of their live shows where they end up cutting off all the sound and just with the acoustic guitars on stage, not into any microphone, mm they bang out this song and the whole audience sings along and it's fucking amazing. And the thing that I like, it's actually like a slight deviation from your point where like, it's very simple, but it's also like very, very poetic and oblique and like, what the fuck does that mean? Bandalao cry, baby cry. I don't know what that means, but it's so like, and um, oh, in some of the verses, the heartfelt way he's singing it, I almost, I think this was the first time in forever, dude. This is crazy. This is the first time in forever. Like I came close to shedding a tear listening to a song and it was the line, um, hanging from chandeliers, same small war at your heels. And the way he sings it, it's just so desperate and clinging on to mm. life and like same small war at your heels just very much spoke to me of like, you know, some of us out here, all of us out here really, like we're going into like decades of being alive where it's like the same fucking shit dragging you down. 
like mm. and being hard to work around and it's just the same small war at your heels and some of the little um, battles and anxieties and fears in life i think he nails sometimes and this time when i was listening to it i couldn't help it a little rock biographer came out when he was saying um um, I'll, ex- I'll explain it all to the geeks. That's like the, refer- mm. the refrain. And I was like, oh, does he mean like future biographers and journalists? And I was like, oh, no, maybe he means like all his friends after the fact. One of my favorite um, Jack Kerouac quotes ever is like, I'm going to write my book and I'm going to explain everything to everyone and get forgiven by everyone. It's just sort of this ra- long rambling thing about like the artist's desire to have everything. Let me explain everything. Yeah. So I'll explain everything to the geeks really. I don't know if I'm getting it right, but it really fucking resonated with me. And like, um yeah there is there is uh there is something that really really works on this album you're right of just he finds these refrains he finds these melodic hooks he finds these few words and it it's you know let me let me put it out there another bingo card mention it is very tom yorky rem where it's like he finds this one little poetic niche Mm. that you know might just make sense to him and then ends up you know these audiences of thousands strong like singing it back to them that i just find amazing because we're all making a different personal meaning in our head. But yeah, I like I like your link to just like simplicity being king often and to lean into that more actually, because there's mm-hmm. not like overly, you know, aggressively intellectual things going on in this music. It's actually quite heartfelt, pretty simple chords a lot of the time. And especially for this one, it's nice to end on on this one. This one's a very, very simple song, but like it's just dripping, drenched in emotion and really hard to get out of the album without shedding a tear in my case. Cool. <laughs> so that was Jeff's review of <laughs> Violet by the National. It became my review of the National generally. I had to fit in everything there. <laughs> and lyrics that make you cry, the whole fucking shebang. Um, seeing them live, this was what I many, many years ago needed. I, I can't believe this occurred to me and you might push back. This is what I needed Arcade Fire to be. The way that they've got energy on stage and they're just sort of this ramshackle, crazy lot. Uh, just the, the energy they bring. Um like they, Anvil. <laughs> they've just, it's, it's funny how I, you know, we watch a lot of, whether it's our stories as we call them, a bit of pro wrestling or football. When it comes to long-term storytelling, I really want us to like go out on a limb at some point with some newer bands and put our money yeah. on them because I, as much as I love them, I wouldn't have thought in 2023 they'd be like... I did that once and it broke my heart, Jeffrey. Uh, go on. Not Ryan Adams. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, a band. Yeah. The band you got me into yeah. that I fucking went head over heels for. They only released two albums. I bought every fucking vinyl they did. Huh. And then they broke up. They did? Yes. I'm super, like, invested. <laughs> <laughs> Hope of the States. Oh, mate. Oh, gutted. They right. broke my heart. So t- I- I'll never fucking do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall in love with band kids. It'll only break your heart. Um, should yeah. we get to some scores, my friend? Sure. Sure. Okay. So I thought you were going to be a nice little like, ooh, some new music. But like, I don't know about this band. I've never tried them before. Yes, it was going to be a three or a four. And I've, I've, I've gone for a, a three. But then... Interesting. <laughs> then, you know, enjoyment. If you're ticking it six times... Uh, we're we're a, we're a nice we're a four everything's fine we're a four, and then I thought interesting I just go out on a on a limb. It seemed like this. My scores were three four four. Okay, so it feels like are we both just going to have three four four weeks? 
And then part of me to mix it up was like, should I just do three, four, five? And I was like, no, play the game. Stop making everything. So I've gone for three, four, four. Have you actually? Yes, right here on my phone. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh no, do we have yes. a draw? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so I wrote down three, four, four, three, four, four, and Jeff wrote down three, four, four, three, four, four. Cool. And at the end of an hour and two minutes of chatting, we end up a tie. Wonderful. That was well worth it. Uh, do you know Hope what you I mean? Enjoy that new listener. Yeah, but you, I think for the new listener at this point, you know, we're halfway through season two of the cultural content consumption appraisal hour, and like episode nine, episode nine, and the thing is, that's basically the scores. Like, that's how yeah. much I hope you and feel about our pods. That's how I f- hope everyone feels about everything. A nice little three yeah. in anticipation, four for enjoyment, four for afterwards. That's about where we're you want to we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not groundbreaking. Yeah. We're just two guys having a chat about content. Yeah, so and it's... And it's four, mi- four, we just want to be better than average. That's better than average. But starting, <laughs> off than with a, starting off with a three still feels right, though. Like, you're not overly swayed. Now, right. new pictures. Um, we need to rush these pictures. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. here. Of course. Shall I, shall I throw at you first? Please. So, um, I don't know if we mentioned this TV show mm. on this pod. I think we've thrown it out there occasionally, but I don't think we've, we've mentioned it. Mm. But it may or may not have come to an end. Okay. And I listened to a podcast with uh, Brett Goldstein. Yes. Um, interviewing Jason Sudeikis about oh, his yes. favorite films. What's it called again? Films so, to be buried with. Films to, films to be buried, buried with. Um, and I turned it on a few weeks ago and it went, oh, by the way, we've got spoilers for Ted Lasso. So I completely stopped it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, but then we completed Ted Lasso the other week. And I feel like we haven't really gone into detail of what we feel or how we feel about Ted Lasso. But this there was true. a wonderful little throwaway, well, not throwaway comment, but Brett Goldstein was talking to Jason Sudeikis at the start of this pod about when it became and when he looked around and he thought magic was happening. Mm. And he specified one particular episode, which I actually agree was the episode that sort of made Ted Lasso oh. make sense to me in what they were trying to do in terms of just being wonderful, nice, beautiful, great characters. And How dare you get me here via another podcast? How dare you? Uh, and, and it not being <laughs> just a, a cliche sitcom about an American coach coming and teaching soccer. Mm. And the episode is season one, episode four. Mm. It's called For the Children. Mm. And I think Brett, I, I might need to go back and double check, but I think Brett used the word magic as then he was just looking around and he goes, magic's happening. So I want you to go back and watch that episode from season wow. one wow. and see if you agree with that's 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 the episode where it all sort of just started to make sense. And wow. I think it did. And as soon as he said it, I was like, you're damn right. That was a good episode. And that's the one where you kind of suddenly go, something's happening here. And Ted Lasso is making sense. Wow, so, interesting. Okay, fantastic. And I thought and then we can and we can have a little bit of a reminisce about our feelings about Ted Lasso next week. Yeah, okay. Which, Ted. So everyone has a week to watch three seasons of Ted Lasso before we spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> and by golly, they're not 20-minute episodes. They're by golly. <laughs> I, I, I forgot, though, at the beginning, is it not even at the beginning? I think at the beginning, they're, yeah, they're about half hour, possibly. Oh, but by then, season three, you've got freaking hour-long Bloated. Episodes. Yes. in a good way in a good way listen but like unrushed oh hey how the fuck am i out here like with this much shit i'm chatting about no one gave me my friends vibe someone gave me my scrubs vibe ted lasso yeah. did come back in that sense um okay uh, i was gonna i was gonna pull you up on that point and go actually these are lovely characters yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> oh, isn't that the best um so for you my friend we're we're getting we're, we're staying sitcommy actually we're staying mm. sitcom and we're going to do something where 
we there's a sitcom that I've only dipped into, and every time I've dipped into it, I'm like, "Ooh, this is good shit," and then I just never stick with it. But every time I've dipped, it's been fun, and I need another excuse to dip back in. So, ladies and gentlemen, Go season on. five, episode eight, Ooh. we're getting Ooh. we're getting right right in the middle of a of a uh, sitcom. I'm guessing you've never seen a single episode of. It is called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow. Season five, episode eight, an episode called The Ski Lift. And I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on a very sitcom-y special next week. Ladies and gentlemen, do you hear those guitars tinkling? They are tinkling. we got to get out of here. We've loved having you today. We've loved talking music. We did track by track. We did another It's Always Sunny. We finally decided to let go of wanting shows to be other shows. I hope you've let this show be this show and not compared it to other podcasts. Hope you can enjoy your entire feed and let us be one of them. We've loved having you. We look forward to the next episode. We always appreciate you. We appreciate each other. Until next time, goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed cause they're so cheap We're sorry to your ears If you don't like the intro Or the bit in the middle of this outro Or if you don't like the whole show Question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast If you think we both speak too fast Too many tangents never stay on task Pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again